What would you do if you were attending a group meeting and all of a sudden a new reality emerged? And then we meet a young man who has a bizarre story to tell from his childhood where he saw someone display supernatural powers right in front of him. Is it possible that what this boy witnessed was real? Or is the answer far more tragic? And then we meet another young man, myself, as a little boy. One day I was sneaking around a cemetery and I met Jesus. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Garvener. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. We got a lot of stuff to cover, so we're going to get started right away. First off, let's bring in our pilot from yesterday. He didn't get to fly the Carpenter Copter, and I want to make sure everyone flies the Carpenter Copter. One of our Thanksgiving livestream supporters, give it up once more for An Idea Guy. Everyone give a round of applause for An Idea Guy. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the show financially through the Patreon or through livestream donations, that's totally fine. Just help spread the word about the show. That really, really helps out a lot. Now, Idea Guy, let's go ahead and start you off in the Jason Jalopy. We're going to toss you the keys to that bad boy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. We're driving all the way out to a group meeting. I know that's a very general location. There's group meetings going on at all times and all places, but we don't have a lot of details of when and where this story took place, which are kind of essential for any sort of journalism. We need to know at least that, but when we're dealing with the paranormal, a lot of people are very shy and they don't want to have their identity revealed. So here I'm going to read this story on this very popular podcast so everyone can hear it. But yeah, I wish I had more details for it. But for right now, we're at a group meeting. So we're just sitting there and we're eating chips. It's Overeaters Anonymous. We're like, oops. And then the group meeting starts and we're going to be joined by this young person. Let's call her Terry. It's just a stab in the dark. That's your real name. Terry is sitting there as well. And Terry is watching this group meeting going on. They also left out why they're at the group meeting. We don't know. It could be something fun, like a group meeting for building a quilt for the community. Or it could be something absolutely horrible that we don't want to be photographed as we're leaving this meeting. But Terry is sitting at this group meeting. And the speaker is standing in the middle of the circle. And she's wearing, the speaker's a woman. She's wearing brown slacks. She, she doesn't know why she's there either. She's like, oh, this isn't one of those weird pervo support groups. Or do I? Hmm, she has on a leather gear underneath her brown slacks. Terry's sitting there. Terry's sitting there and watching the speaker give this presentation. And then... A cut in reality appears. Terry says that you could see a slice, a silvery, shiny slice, appear in the space in front of the speaker. From her belly button, curving down over to her hip, and then down to her knee, it's this silvery slice in what appears to be reality. And Terry's like mesmerized by this, and is looking, is kind of figuring out why no one else is saying anything. And she's looking at the slice in reality, and it's bigger now. It's a wider slice. And Terry goes... The speaker was wearing brown slacks. But when I'm looking through the slice, the speaker was wearing a skirt with a hound's tooth pattern. 
<laughs> That's the whole story. That's the whole story. That's the whole story. But I find no monsters popped out. She didn't turn into a leather dom. She rips off all of her clothes. She's whipping everyone. They're like, ah, it's Overeaters Anonymous. Quit whipping us. We're not into crazy sex. I found this post online by a poster known as Alien Spaceship. And that's really the end of the story. And sometimes, a lot of times actually, I have to say, these are my favorite stories. Not because they're short. <laughs> I can tell five of them in an episode. It's because usually I read a ton of this stuff. And I can usually start to suss out what's real and what's fake, depending on how dramatic they are. I was reading a story last night. I'll see if I can find it and put it in the show notes. But this kid was running around the house and like this demon was trying to rape him. And he's like, come at me, you homo demon. And he's like beating it up and stuff like that. And the demon's like, oh, get your butthole next time. And I'm like, none of this. <laughs> none of this happened. None of this happened. None of this. Like, I know <laughs> I've been in the game for 30 years. That did not happen. And it's the stories where they just kind of end, especially when they're in a... Like, usually when people get abducted by aliens, stuff can get really wacky. But this kid, like, was like... I think stuff was hitting him on the back of the head. Like, all this stuff's levitating around and trying to go in his butthole. And I was like, what? And not... This is not real. This is obviously a parody. Or this guy is thinks he's going to fool us. Or this guy is completely insane. I hope I saved it. I really hope I saved it. I wasn't going to cover it. I was like, oh, this is nonsense. But so this is how paranormal stuff actually happens for a lot of the people, right? You're sitting there and you see something weird and you're like, huh? And then you try to explain it. And if you can't explain it, it goes into your unexplained file in your brain. And then maybe years later, you post about it online searching for an answer. I remember once, once I was taking a video editing class. This was way back in the day. We were actually using two VCRs. This was back like in the 90s. And I... Got dropped off there by my mom. I was an adult, but my mom dropped me off at this video editing class at, a, at the Adult Learning Center in Rancho Cordova or wherever. And I saw a man in the distance being beat up by two demons. Not, not fans of the San Francisco demons, the XFL team. I remember it was really late. The class was late. It was dark. And I see a man in the distance of this dark parking lot. And I could see two shadowy figures next to him pushing him around. And I could see him kind of stumbling. He'd like kind of look like he was going to lose his, his footing. And then he'd regain it. But he was definitely struggling against these two large black masses. And they had no humanly features. They were just huge. And they kept pushing him from side to side. And I'm watching this and I go... Oh, that guy looks like he's being beat up by Shadow Men. I hope they're not trying to get in his butthole. And had I then been picked up by my mom, or had I then walked... Because I watched this for a couple minutes. I let this guy get beat up by these demons, these Shadow Men, for a while. I'm sitting there. Had I gone in early, had my mom picked me up, or whatever, I wouldn't have waited another minute or two until he got close enough to me, and I could see he was carrying these two giant vacuum cleaners. Like these industrial vacuum cleaners. And he was holding them up and kind of trying to wobble them. And sometimes he'd put one down. So I would see his weight shifting. That's what it was. All I saw was the giant vacuum bags. The big black bags. And at the distance in the dark. I, it just looked like nondescript shapes attacking this guy. I should also note. If you haven't already picked up. At no point did I think about rendering assistance to this man. I'm like dude if you're getting beat up by demons. You probably, probably did something to deserve it. Or not. And I'm just lazy. So I'm sitting there and then I go, oh, well, it's a good thing I didn't go ask him, hey, are you getting beat up by demons? Because it was two vacuum cleaners. So, but think about it. That story could have easily ended up in my mysterious folder in my brain. Stuff that's happened. 
So I can see, like, again, that's a fairly mundane story. It would have been mundane if the demons were actually beating him up. And then, like, Portal Hell shows up. He's like, you could have saved me. Oh, I'm you from the future. And I was like, what was that last part? Paranormal stories just a lot of times just go, and then we don't know what happened. And I enjoy stories like that because they this sounds realistic. Now, obviously, she could have been having a nervous breakdown. This could have been, like, we don't know what the group is. It could be Hallucinators Anonymous. But... It's just fascinating. We talk all about alternate universes and parallel dimensions and things like that. And this would be one of those small differences that really don't make any change in reality or like it's not a groundbreaking change whether or not she wears brown pants or the houndstooth skirt. It's just, again, a creepy thing. In the middle of the day, you're seeing something that can't be explained, and no one else can see it. And that really takes us into the next two stories we're going to talk about. So, an idea, guy. Let's go ahead and toss you the keys of that carpenter copter or leave behind this group meeting. We are headed all the way out to a young boy's house. I found this story posted on the X board the other day, and this is kind of the theme. This is what the original poster put up, and they were talking about childhood memories. We're going to take a look at this young man's memory. We're going to call him DJ. Now, DJ, he tells a story. He goes, you won't believe what happened to me. I was about nine or ten years old, and my parents were out of town for the week. I couldn't watch myself. I was too young, so they get my uncle... To, to babysit me for a week. And he goes, dude, my uncle is super cool. He was a really dope dude to hang out with. And he was six foot eight and 400 pounds. I'm pretty sure his uncle was actually Bigfoot. And they had some family fun adventure. And they like stopped an evil developer from like paving over their house to put up a mall or something like that. But actually, that probably would have been preferable to what might have happened in this story. So this dude, he's six foot eight. He's 400 pounds. He's uncle. We'll call him Uncle Joe. And one day, DJ's sitting there and he's playing video games. And Uncle Joe walks into the living room and he goes, hey. Hey, DJ, did you know I can levitate? And DJ doesn't believe him, right? He's still sitting there. He's playing Perfect Dark or whatever. I don't know when this story takes place either. But he's playing these video games. And Uncle Joe goes, I can levitate. And he's like trying to convince DJ that he can levitate. And finally, DJ's like, okay, whatever. Like, well, You obviously want to show me something. I don't believe it's possible. I'm nine. I'm not an idiot. Humans can't levitate, but sure, whatever. And he turns around and he... Watches Uncle Joe stand there, all six foot eight of him, standing there in the room, and he starts to strain really hard. <sighs> Lifts his right foot up off the ground. <sighs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it, DJ. DJ's like, what are you talking about? I can clearly see you just have lifted one foot up off the ground. And Uncle Joe goes, no, no. Check. Get down there and check. I'm levitating, DJ. And DJ bends over in front of his uncle. And he gets down there and he looks. And sure enough, both his feet are off the ground. By a good six inches, he's looking under his feet and he can see his Uncle Joe is indeed levitating. He looks up. And his uncle is just standing there. And his arms aren't holding on to anything. He was looking to see if maybe he was bracing himself against something. But he looked up and no. His uncle is just standing there. Floating. DJ gets down and he's looking at his feet. And 
Uncle Joe was perfectly still. It's not like he's wobbling. It's not like he's trying to balance. He's perfectly still floating in midair six inches off the ground. Ooh. There's a loud thud as the levitation trick, whatever it was, ends. And Uncle Joe is now back on the ground. Do it again. Do it again, DJ says. No, no, we're done with that. You got it. You're not going to do it again? No, no, just that one time levitating. Can you show me how to do it? No. It's over. He never showed DJ how he pulled the trick off. He never did the trick again for DJ. And whenever DJ would bring it up, his uncle would just dodge the questions. And he goes, nowadays, it, me and my uncle, we still talk. Probably once a year, we bring it up. It's like an inside joke. Hey, uncle, remember when you were levitating? <laughs> and the uncle's eyes are darting from side to side. So here's the thing. This is a really interesting story. And the third comment down, I think, kind of summed up what my feelings were when I read it. And this is going to get dark real quick, but I'm reading. And here's the thing. I am an aficionado of the paranormal. I believe that people do have abilities outside of the norm. I believe they're super rare, but I believe there are people who have abilities that some would consider unnatural. So that is what I have on one hand. But on the other hand, I'm reading the story and I'm like, ugh, mm. And maybe like two or three comments down, someone said, um, this sounds like a, quote, obviously impossible false memory to cover up super mega rape, unquote. And I remember when I read that, I go, mm, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. It's super bizarre, isn't it? Like, you're like, no, Jason, you're the weird one. And so is that guy. We weren't thinking that at all. But when we're looking at a, a memory that. It, it, someone who could levitate showing it to their nine-year-old nephew while the parents are out of town for a week and then refusing to ever do such an amazing feat again. Listen, I know the levitation trick where you do like the Chris Angel thing. And, and they talked about that in the thread. People are like, well, he probably just was doing the thing. And if I remember correctly, the OP did respond a couple times. It was like, no, it wasn't like that. Like you could see under their feet. I, I think the OP showed back up. But don't quote me on that one. But people were talking about the Chris Angel trick. And that's where you, it's just by the way you're angled. I've done that trick before. And then I immediately show people how to do it. I think it's a fun trick. And obviously, if you turn angles or if you look down, it doesn't work. So we're looking at a story that, by all accounts, can't happen. Now, I believe there are people with these abilities out there, but I, I think, here's the thing, you, you have to look at it this way. What's more likely, that this happened or something traumatic happened to him, and his memory has reconstructed the event in a way that's more pleasing? And the uncle is like, Every time this guy, now an adult, is talking about, hey, remember that time you levitated in front of me? The uncle's like, uh, oh no, is he going to remember this time? Listen, I hope that's not the case, right? And it doesn't have to necessarily be super mega rape or any sort of rape, but it could, it, when your brain starts to reconstruct memories, you would imagine that it's something fairly traumatic. When something happens that just, by all logic, can't happen. But I do accept that there is a chance that this guy was floating around in front of him because I do think stuff like that happens. I just think it's weird that he never did it again and wouldn't really discuss it and, and things like that. So I'm hoping it's just a weird 
childhood memory, but who knows? And that's a really good segue. I'm not trying to blast this dude because I'm about to tell you about a really weird memory that I have that is completely impossible. I think by any means would be, people would be like, uh, that that's not true, Jason. But let me tell you about it. Because I'm not just putting this dude on blast. That wouldn't be fair. An idea guy. We're leaving behind this dude's house. And we are driving all the way out to Orangevale. Citrus Heights, California, I think, is where this part is now. Um, There is a cemetery we're going to be headed to. It is known as Mount Vernon Memorial Park and Mortuary. And i got to give a shout out to Nick on YouTube. Nick, the reason why I'm doing this segment was Nick was talking about some old episode of mine he heard, and he goes, hey, you mentioned this story, and I don't know if you've ever told it on any future episodes. I'm kind of catching up. And I said, no, I have never told that story before. Thanks for reminding me about it. I mean, it's not like I really forgot it, but in the slew of stuff I'm researching, this is one of those stories that I'm just kind of like, that happened, and it's super weird, and I don't know how to interpret it. To me, this is interesting. To me, it's more realistic than the story of DJ and the uncle. One, because it happened to me, right? Because I saw it. And then two, just because of what it is. But let's go ahead and get into the story and then we'll see if I was also, if also something horrible happened to me this night and this is my way of dealing with it. If you guys live in the area, and I know some of you guys do, I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to call you guys out, but you guys know who you are. A Mount Vernon Mortuary is on Greenback Lane. Uh, it's right in Citrus Heights. It's by Birdcage Mall and Sunrise Mall and all that stuff. I used to walk by it all the time. I love, I, I miss Orangevale. I miss Citrus Heights. It's a really nice place. But I'd walk by the cemetery all the time. And this is a weird place. This cemetery is a weird place. Let me tell you this story first about, let me tell you this unrelated story about something else. No, let me tell you this story about my grandpa just kind of set the stage. My grandpa, Grandpa Miller, Cliff Miller, had four sons, I believe, and his youngest son, Doug, he died in an automobile accident on a military base. They were driving a Jeep and it overturned and he died. And my grandpa never got over. This happened before I was born. For the rest of my grandpa's life, that was just always such a hard cross for him to carry was the death of Doug, Uncle Doug. And we always had that picture to him in his military uniform, Uncle Doug on the mantle. And so my grandpa would go to, he was buried in Mount Vernon. He was a veteran. So he would, they had like a special section of the cemetery for veterans. My grandpa would go there quite often to be with his son. And then one day he goes to the cemetery and he goes to the grave. And he's been going to this grave for years and years and years, right? He goes to the grave and there's a a different name. There's a different name on it. Freaks him out, right? He knows this. He's been coming here for a long time. He knows this is his son's grave. How come his name isn't on the nameplate? So he goes and he asks, quote unquote asks. I'm pretty sure he threw a huge, like, I don't want to use the word fit because it makes it sound like it, he was just being like, nah, 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 nah. he was furious. And what had happened, if I remember correctly, don't sue me, Mount Vernon, or maybe my family should sue you, but what apparently happened was they had buried another body, allegedly, before I get in too much legal trouble, they had buried another body on top of Doug's. They didn't know if anyone was still visiting Doug's. And then, to make up for that, they moved Doug. 
They kept the new guy there. I mean, that, that sucks, right? It's basically, you're getting swept to the side by the new hot talent in town, the hottest corpse in the cemetery. They moved Uncle Doug to another grave, and they said, well, we'll give you a free grave next to it, Grandpa. We'll give you a plot next to him. And they're like, oh, fine. But they couldn't sue if they did this. And then from what I understand, this part's a little more iffy, but they had moved Doug to this new spot, and then... They did it again. Apparently, a couple years later, they buried someone else on top of him. I'm not for sure about that second part. I remember something else happened, and I thought that we were going to sue them. Either they lost the body, or they didn't put it where they were supposed to, or they buried someone else on top of him. One of those things. But So Mount Vernon, mortuary, weird place. I'm not saying they still, I don't know what their Yelp reviews say right now. I should check them out, actually. I love reading bad Yelp reviews, but maybe they're good Yelp reviews. I don't know. Maybe I should leave one. My Uncle Doug. One star. But Mount Vernon Cemetery, it's huge. If you've ever been there, it's like this. It's a million dollar plot of land. It's not in the spookiest part of town. Greenback Lane is a major thoroughfare through, I'd say, probably 30% of the suburbs surrounding the city of Sacramento. It's just this massive street. And you drive past this. So this is my memory. This is what I remember. It was not a dream. And when it happened, I thought everyone was like, whoa, oh, dude, isn't this awesome? I thought everyone knew about it. It wasn't until I brought it up later where people were like, what are you talking about? That none of that's real. None of that is real. So we were at a movie theater in the cemetery. So right in the beginning, you're like, this doesn't make sense. But this is what I remember. I remember because my dad was a Southern Baptist minister, but I think at this point he was still in training. So someone else was leading the church and he was like the assistant pastor. And we had a movie night, but we wanted to project it on a big screen. And the biggest screen possible was was at Mount Vernon Cemetery. So I remember getting in the car. We all drove down to Mount Vernon Cemetery. And this was back when you didn't have DVDs. And we had to wait till it got dark so we could project the movie on the screen. And it was some Bible movie, obviously, right? It wasn't The Matrix. It was some Bible movie. And I remember you had a lot of people from the church and a lot of people from the community there. And we were seated picnic style and this was like so you have the cemetery proper this was on the like the back end of it right so we there still were graves around but this wasn't like in front and i remember it was like behind the big white building there was this giant wall it's probably i'd say maybe 20 feet high and we used it to project this picture on and we were watching this bible movie and everyone's sitting there eating a little picnic late at night we're watching this bible movie and I remember kind of sneak. I was boring, right? Bible movies are always boring. There's very few Bible movies that are actually any good. Revelation Road 2, The Sea of Glass and Fire, or as I call it, The Dark Knight of Christian films. It's absolutely fantastic. And The Remaining, a Christian horror movie about the rapture. It's dope. Both of those are the only two really, really cool Christian movies. They're, <laughs> okay, The Remaining's probably pushing the definition of a Christian movie, but it is really good. But other than that, they're all super boring. So I remember kind of sneaking around. Now, I would have probably have been like five or six. This was the 80s. A six-year-old could walk three miles through the city and no one would bat an eye. So I was walking around. I remember sneaking around and I was walking around the big white building. I was like leaving the group behind. It was dark, right? It was dark. It was dark enough to project a movie and watch it. And I remember walking around this white building. And when I came back around... 
I looked at the assembled crowd watching the movie on this giant wall, and the film's going, and then standing separate from the building, next to the building. It was not a projection. It was not part of the movie. Standing next to the building was a 20-foot-tall Jesus Christ. And he stood there and just watched us. And I remember him kind of moving, like kind of moving his hand slowly like a giant would. But mostly just standing there and enjoying our presence. Now, here's the thing. When you're five or six, that, and you're a Christian, you're raised in the church, that's totally normal. You just figure stuff like that happens because you hear about angels and you hear about miracles and you hear about Jesus and Mary and all this stuff. So you just assume, I just assumed that was real. Like, this is, some, this is something that Christians see when they go to the movies. Sometimes Jesus shows up. And I remember not being particularly awestruck the way that I would have if, say, it had been Optimus Prime. But I remember seeing it. I wasn't like overcome with tears or anything like that. I just remember seeing it and going, oh, Jesus is here. This giant 20-foot-tall Jesus standing here. What's interesting is that a lot of times Jesus is portrayed as being white with the beard. Like mostly the paintings that you see, the Jesus painting. He looked like that to me. He looked like that, but his skin was darker. And he wasn't wearing... You know how Jesus is traditionally, he looks like he's the Jedi, right? He kind of has those earth tone clothes on him. He kind of has, well, I guess I should say the Jedi is supposed to look like Jesus, but you know what I mean? Like he kind of has on the white wool, the white cotton type clothes. He The clothes he was wearing was more of the color schemes of Mother Mary. It was blues and whites. It was like this, this kind of striking cosmic blue and white cloaks. So he didn't look, it wasn't like I had seen pictures of Jesus my entire life, which I had, and I was just seeing that image. What I was seeing was his skin was darker. He looked more Middle Eastern than you see in those paintings. And his clothes were different. So it's not like I was just working off a memory of something. It's standing there. Despite the fashion advice, despite what he's wearing, thought that is an interesting choice, though, because that's generally how he's not portrayed in classic paintings. He's tends to wear more peasant clothes, right? Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are a ton of paintings of him rocking a blue jacket. But I'm looking at this dude, and I remember thinking, I just thought it was real. Like, this is something that happens when, when you, you have enough Christians around a giant Jesus shows up. And I didn't particularly, I wasn't, I, I, I thought it was cool, right? But I wasn't, I didn't run into the crowd and go, look, everyone, is Jesus standing next to the thing? And this this is a common thing for me, too. This happens pretty much all the way up until I'm in high school, maybe. 12, 13 is where I started to grow out of it. But my memory is Swiss cheese as a kid. Like, I can recall maybe 50 individual events before the age of 12. And that might be too high of a number. My memory is really, really choppy as a child. And a lot of people say, oh, maybe some bad stuff happened to you. And maybe... Right? I'm, I'm totally, I told, I don't, I don't care if it did, right? If it did and it made me the way that I am today, who cares? Like, I'm fine. I'm a totally dope dude. I don't need to go and explore all that stuff. But I personally think that I just have a weird memory. I don't necessarily chalk it up to anything sinister, but who knows? 
whatever. It doesn't bother. It doesn't bug me. I don't try to like find the. For all I know, for all I know, I'm an alien hybrid. I've been abducted by aliens hundred times, or something more earthly and sinister has happened to me. I don't know. But my memory is Swiss cheese, and so that's the end of that memory. I remember coming around the building, looking up, and being like, "Oh, that's Jesus." And I, everyone else was sitting there watching the movie, and I figured they saw him too. It wasn't until maybe. A while later, now again, because my memory, I don't remember if this was a couple weeks later, I think this was more like a couple of years later, honestly, I made a reference to this. I made a reference to this to my dad, and I said, hey, yeah, remember that time when Jesus showed up? It was totally crazy in the movie theater, and my dad was like, what are you talking about, you lunatic? What? I said, when the time we went and saw the movie at the graveyard, and my dad's like, I'm going to stop you right there. That didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen. That's not real. That didn't happen at all. And I thought about that. I thought about that. And I was like, wait, no, I totally remember that. And then as an adult, when I'm walking around the area, I remember one day I go, I'm going to go. I'm As I walk past Mount Vernon Mortuary, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to look and see where we watched that movie. Because it was a giant building. It has to still be there. There's no building back there. I couldn't even find where we would have watched the movie. Now, maybe we watched it on the back of the mortuary building. But I'm also being told we didn't watch a movie at all. So what is this? This is a memory. This is not a dream. This is a memory. I remember this event happening, but people are telling me it's not real. So wh how, wh how, how does that work? Like, I mean, logically, then it's not a memory. If, I'm the, if there were more, multiple people there, but everyone denies that it happened, that the, even the event happened, it's not that they're saying Jesus can't be 20 feet tall. There was no movie showing there. Now, also, to be fair, though, too, my dad, he doesn't have the best memory either. So I think he's the only one I ever really talked to about this. So it's possible he doesn't remember because I think it was a couple years later now that I'm thinking about it. But what is that? What, it, when we're looking at memories and false memories and dreams and alternate realities and all of these things, what did I experience? And because I experienced it and I remember it as a real event, because despite my memory not being the best as a child, I could tell what was real and what wasn't. That happened. That happened. I was at the graveyard. I mean, as ludicrous as it sounds, I was at the cemetery watching a Christian movie with a bunch of people and Jesus showed up. So what does this mean? Like, again, going back to DJ and his uncle, it's possible that somehow I had this religious experience that shouldn't even be possible. Like the entire setup to it, watching the movie theater in the cemetery, the reason why I was at the cemetery didn't exist. So how was I seeing a 20-foot Jesus standing next to the screen? But I remember it. So it's easy to say maybe something super traumatic happened to me. And for whatever reason, my brain could only reassemble it as walking around a cemetery with a bunch of people from my church and then Jesus shows up. I mean, that if you're gonna be if you're gonna have a repressed memory covered up with something, it might as well be something fun, right? So it could be something like that, and that could be the case with DJ in the in the second story we covered, but it also could be that DJ saw his 400 pound uncle levitate. And somehow he has this ability. And he doesn't want to share it. And he doesn't want to be pestered with it. But even that, you have two witnesses that to this day joke about it. They had two witnesses 
of this event. With mine, you had dozens of witnesses, and I'm the only one who remembers any of it, as far as I can tell. I mean, again, I only talked to my dad. My brother could be like, oh, yeah, 20-foot-tall Jesus? That dude was dope. So what was that? And it's so interesting, I think, to look at childhood memories and when they delve with the paranormal. Because, again, at age six, I just thought, this happens. Jesus shows up, right? Jesus is real. Angels are real. Devil's real. So they're just going to pop up in your life. And it's not until you get older when you go, oh, that's kind of lame. He doesn't actually show up. He shows up in ways around you by helping you out and stuff like that. You're like, I don't actually have a guardian angel sitting next to me. No, it's just the way that the universe held. Oh, man. It's far less dramatic, right? But as a kid, all that stuff is super more accessible to you. You just think it's real. So, yeah, just a fascinating story. To this day... I mean, I'm not going to get in any, any arguments over it. I'm not going to, you know, try to convince people. But to this day, that's one of the memories I have. And I classify it as a memory. I don't classify it as a fever dream or a dream or hallucination or anything like that. I was at a cemetery. Every time I say it, it sounds so ridiculous. But you guys have listened to, what, 795 episodes so far, 794, wherever we're at. I'm being very earnest. I was at a cemetery with a church group, and I saw a 20-foot-tall Jesus. Now, whether or not that actually happened, I can't prove. I just know that I saw it. And I think if anything sums up the world of the paranormal, it's that statement. I can't prove it, but I know it's true. But is it? deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Deadrabbitradio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.